promote this effort, we ask people to do three things. We ask them to open their hearts to the suffering that the survivors have endured for literally their entire lives. We ask them to raise their voices to let everyone know that this is uh, a situation that uh, they are in, that they are impoverished, many of them, and they need our support. And finally, we ask them to contribute either time uh, in terms of volunteering or, in, or both, of course, money. This is Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Today we continue our series on remembering the Holocaust and its survivors here on the Charisma Podcast Network. We've had some great conversations on this topic so far, and I hope you'll go back and listen to the other podcast episodes in this series. But before we get to that and to our guest today, we have an important topic to tell you about because we have a new app for Charisma readers. I know many of our listeners like to read Charisma magazine in print, but perhaps you're one of those people who also likes to listen to audiobooks, for instance. Well, now you have that option. You can listen to Charisma magazine instead of just reading it. So all you have to do is go to charismamediaaudio.com. Be sure to check it out. Right now there's a 10-day free trial going on you can participate in. See how you like it. So just go to charismamediaaudio.com for all the information, and we thank you. Today on Charisma Connection, Irv Geffen joins us. Irv is the Senior Vice President of Morse Life Foundation, and he's also worked with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, which I know many of you uh, would know of that fellowship. And there he discovered a very important thing, and I'm going to have Irv tell us about that. But first, Irv, we want to get to know you a little bit and welcome you to Charisma Connection. Thank you, Chris. I appreciate the opportunity to speak with you and to your audience about this really important uh, subject and a very meaningful project that we're working on. What can I tell you about myself that would be helpful? Well, first, let's uh, let's find out. You uh, are an Israeli citizen, I, I heard. Yes, a little birdie true. told me. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is true. I... Um, I lived in Israel for three years as a young person. I'm no longer a young person, but as a young person, I lived uh, in Israel for three years. I had phenomenal experience living in uh, Jerusalem, Yerushalayim, as we call it, and on a kibbutz. Uh, so right. it was a wonderful experience, and my sons were born in Israel, so mm-hmm. make some Israeli citizens as well. My guess is most people in our audience know what a kibbutz is, but just in case, would you tell us? Sure. A kibbutz is a communal farm that was uh, communal farms because there are hundreds in Israel, and they were established at the start of uh, the pioneering period of Israel before there was a state uh, to live communally because they wouldn't be able to survive living individually in the, the harsh lands and with the Arab populations that were trying to get them out of Israel. So they lived communally in uh, in communal farms, and they be, they exist to this day, a hundred years later. I understand it's very popular to go over there and and visit the kibbutzes. 
Yes, it's a unique lifestyle and a very interesting way to, it's a whole show in and of itself, if if you'd ever like me to come back and talk about kibbutz life. It's, uh, right. it's a wonderful experience, but far different than the way we live here in this country. Mm, I bet it is. Well, um, we also mentioned that uh, you're with Morse Life now, and we're going to talk about that, but, but that you had been with the International Fellowship of Christians and Jews, and you've earned it. You learned a very important lesson when you were with them. What what was that lesson? Yes, Chris, I did. Um, first, I would also tell you that I've worked in the organized Jewish community for over 30 years. I've worked at uh, organizations called Jewish Federations, which are like Jewish United Ways, raising money mm-hmm. to support the, agency, the Jewish agencies in the community. Uh, but it was my first experience working uh, with um, an organization whose primary uh, mission was to raise dollars from Christians uh, to support Israel and uh, Jews around the world in need. And what I learned there was the tremendous love and uh, support that Christians provide to Israel. Um, and it's it's changed my uh, worldview and my perspective, and I make sure that everyone I speak to, certainly my fellow Jews, let them know that um, that in many ways uh, uh, Christians are our best friends. Wow, that's wonderful, and we certainly want to be part of that support. Yes. And we're very, very appreciative of that, I want to say. I mm. mean, I certainly am, and the people who, who learn of it are very, very appreciative. That's wonderful to have that kind of unity. So mm-hmm. would you please tell us about Morse Life and what you're doing with that foundation, and, and then also the partnerships you've got going with, with Christians there, too? Sure. So uh, Morse Life is a very large uh, senior services, residential services, housing, um, uh, health care, and home care services in southern Florida. And we have, we care for about 3,600 people every day, 800 people who live on our campus, and 2,800 people who we serve out in the community. So it's large and um, uh, this community is a mixed community. There are Jews, there are Gentiles, there are immigrants from uh, the Caribbean, and we take care of all people, even though we are a Jewish-sponsored organization. Mm-hmm. Um, well, South Florida and, is certainly very diverse. Yes, a very diverse organization. We have over 2,000 employees and uh, doing a wonderful, wonderful job here in the community. Uh, sh- shall I talk a little bit about uh, the uh, Now for Su- Holocaust Survivors Initiative? Yes, please do that. Okay. So it, last spring, the Jewish Federation of Palm Beach County, uh, which is the federation that we are affiliated with, uh, conducted a demographic study and released information that was quite shocking. They told us that there were literally thousands, we believe there's at least 6,000 Holocaust survivors still living in Palm Beach County, and that 40% or more of them were living in poverty. Hmm. Now, these are people, Holocaust survivors today are at least 75 years old, the war Hmm. ended in 1945, and to think that these poor people have been living in poverty and suffering 
for their entire lives, frankly, is, uh, mm. is something that we have taken to heart. And uh, the, our board and our CEO immediately determined that it's our moral obligation to provide whatever care we can provide to them absolutely free. And that includes everything from medical care, dental care, home care, um, residential, I mentioned before, rehab, nursing homes. We're a comprehensive, full-service organization, and we will provide that for any Holocaust survivor in need, absolutely free of charge. In order to do that, however, we need the support of the community, and we have uh, in, uh, launched a uh, a campaign, a fundraising campaign. I'm happy to say in the first month, we've raised over a million dollars. And Excellent. that has come from, yes, we're very, very happy with that. That's come from uh, several large gifts, but literally hundreds of smaller gifts coming from Jews and Christians alike in our community. And we've even received gifts as far away as Denmark, hmm. uh, which was a, a surprise for us, a pleasant surprise. Um, so we are moving forward with that campaign. This is a project that will probably last 10 to 20 years as the survivors age. Obviously, every day a survivor, because some of the survivors are already 100 years old, uh, every day survivors are passing. And although the number shrinks of the number of survivors, as they continue to age, their needs become more acute, and we will mm. need to provide even more care for them. So we anticipate this uh, being a program for us a uh, service we provide for between 10 and 20 years into the future. Okay, so this is certainly a long-range uh, project that you're working on. If the word is getting out in Denmark, I think someone's doing some marketing here. Yes, that is correct. We do have a marketing firm who has been very helpful. We are showing ads locally. We are uh, in movie theaters, on TV, on the radio, in the newspapers, of course, but we're also advertising in uh, national magazines, periodicals, and newspapers. And we are also um, obviously have a website, and um, when people visit the website, the Now for Holocaust Survivor campaign is very prominent there. They can't miss it. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're going to give the website at the end so uh, people can stay tuned for that. So um, I understand that you have had some interaction with people who you might even consider a righteous Gentile. Now, what is a righteous Gentile for those who might not know? So a righteous Gentile is uh, uh, an individual who is non-Jewish, who uh, during uh, World War II, during the Nazi era, risked their lives often, the lives of their families, certainly their freedom, uh, by helping Jews uh, survive that terrible era. Uh, they did things like um, uh, hid them in their barns if they were a farmer. They, if they lived in an apartment, sometimes they hid them in closets or in floorboards, uh, uh, beneath the floorboards in a home. Uh, they took great risk 
to save um, uh, Jews from their community. And uh, those righteous Gentiles that we know about are honored uh, in Israel. Uh, they are, if anyone has ever been to Yad Vashem, which is the Israeli memorial to the Holocaust victims, there is actually an entire garden dedicated to the righteous Gentiles, and their names are listed, and uh, we all um, uh, sincerely, sincerely appreciated what they they did, and I think that they they uh, serve as a, a beacon, a standard for uh, all people of goodwill. A phenomenal, phenomenal group of people. Uh, today, I'll just tell you one quick uh, anecdote. As I mentioned, mm-hmm. we do receive gifts from Jews and Gentiles. I received a, a, a gift uh, through um, our website, and the, the individual donor wrote in his um, in the email that he sent along with it that he is a German, not Jewish, uh, and but he felt a very, very strong um, uh, empathy and uh, responsibility to help Holocaust survivors, obviously because it was Germany that uh, uh, promulgated all the the issues back then, um, and uh, I told him that he is a modern day righteous Gentile, although he wasn't risking his life uh, or the life of his family or his freedom. What he was doing was recognizing that there were people in great need that were put in that situation because of something that the the German government did back then, and that um, by stepping forward and making this gift, he is, in fact, uh, a a righteous Gentile, just like the ones that that were around during World War II. That's a wonderful story, and when I think of righteous Gentiles and people who helped the Jewish people during World War II. I always think of Corey Ten Boom and the Hiding Place book and movie. I'm sure many of our listeners would know of her. Mm-hmm. Well, um, how do you think that Christians can really get involved with this particular campaign, um, joining with their uh, their Jewish counterparts who, who are really wanting to care for Holocaust survivors? So I am happy to tell you that we are working closely with a Christian group uh, led by uh, Pastor Leah Miles, um, and uh, they are helping in a variety of ways. They are helping by, well, let me go back for a second and say, when we promote this effort, we ask people to do three things. We ask them to open their hearts to the suffering that the survivors have endured for literally their entire lives. We ask them to raise their voices to let everyone know that this is uh, a situation that uh, they are in, that they are impoverished, many of them, and they need our support. And finally, we ask them to contribute either time uh, in terms of volunteering or or both, of course, money to help support us providing the services to the survivors. So we ask our Christian friends and colleagues to do exactly the same thing. I'm happy to say, as I mentioned before, we do have Christian groups who are are, uh, uh, partnering with us in this effort, doing exactly what I said, opening their hearts, raising their voices, and contributing either their time or uh, their dollars or both to support the effort. Mm-hmm. And I, I think uh, Christian Women for Israel is one of the uh, programs that 
aligns with you through the Esther 414 Foundation. That is uh, correct. That's, that's with Pastor Leah. So what are your thoughts as you observe the needs of these Holocaust survivors? Uh, you know, what, what happens to your heart when you engage with these people or, or people close to them? So I work um, in an organization, as I mentioned, that takes care of elderly people. And every day, the work we do is phenomenally rewarding because it provides mm-hmm. life-saving services and life-enhancing experiences for them. Because you learn that uh, even though they are old, they are uh, people who require the same kinds of entertainment and um, uh, enjoyments that um, uh, that people of any age enjoy. Doing it with Holocaust survivors is doubly meaningful because mm-hmm. these are people who have suffered their entire lives and to bring some joy into their lives, some respect and some dignity and some health in many instances. Some of these people uh, need uh, desperately need health care that isn't being provided for them, need medication, need food, need clothing. So being able to provide um, uh, care for them, seeing them um, 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 experience a different kind of life than they're currently living is very, very rewarding and very moving. I'm quite sure. Irv, uh, I'm going to give you the last word. Is there anything you'd like to share with our listeners that uh, you feel that we've missed in this important topic? No, I just, I guess what I would just do is reiterate uh, that um, for the Jewish people who are aware of this great love and support that the Christian community, many people in the Christian community, feel towards Israel and towards Jews around the world, particularly Jews in need, we are very, very appreciative of that. And um, uh, we are thankful that uh, that you see it in your hearts to, uh, to embrace uh, the needs of the Jewish people. Uh, so really, I just want to say thank you very much. And if anyone is interested interested in either supporting uh, the campaign that we're engaged in financially or is interested in uh, volunteering. And if they're local and they're interested in volunteering, uh, please uh, contact us. And I know that we're going to be giving the, the contact information shortly. Excellent. Well, I'm, I'm sure it's the privilege of many believers, Christian believers, to uh, join with the Jewish people in, in service to Holocaust survivors. Uh, so your website is morselifefoundation.org, and that's M-O-R-S-E, morselifefoundation.org. And then the other website that we want to give is for the Christian group that we mentioned, the Esther414foundation.org. And uh, that, once again, is the Esther414foundation.org. Did we get those right? Yes, absolutely, (laughs) correct. Very good, Irv. Irv Geffen, it's been uh, a privilege to speak with you, and we're so pleased uh, to hear about your work there in South Florida. Keep up the good work. Thank you very much, Chris, and thank you for taking the time to talk with me today. Excellent. Well, God bless you and uh, our listeners. Uh, Be sure to tune in to the other podcasts that we've done on this Holocaust series and I'm sure you can find those at cpnshows.com under Charisma Connection. I'm Chris Johnson. Thanks for joining us for this visit today. 
with Irv Geffen on Charisma Connection. Be sure to also check out charismamediaaudio.com. This has been a production of the Charisma Podcast Network. Steve and Joyce Strang are the founders and owners of CPN. Dr. Steve Green is the executive producer of the Charisma Podcast Network. We intend to honor God with every podcast and remain thankful to our advertisers and supporters who make these podcasts possible.